You're listening to the After The Show podcast, the weekly movie review show from your friends at ascully.com. So, Sid Talk, it's been a long time since we did a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's been so many years. Uh, Yeah, so it is. No, it's not. What What are we talking about first? What were we talking about? The before the after the show discussion was you trying to get your sound right. And hopefully it Me, sounds right now. Opening a bottle of sparkling quote unquote champagne. It says champagne on the bottle, but it's a California champagne, so how to open a bottle of sparkling wine. And, I and think that's about we didn't it. have any mishaps with the sparkling wine. The cork nope, nope. stayed in. Yep. I mean, the cork just came out nicely. It didn't shoot in the ceiling. So we've been married long enough. We have nothing left to talk about, unless we're talking to a microphone that the whole world can listen to. We so have lots to talk basically, about. we're done. We're done. We have lots to talk about. <laughs> we had nothing to talk about today. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. We're also <laughs> talking about. I'll listen to you. You're very sweet. Oh no, no, we got stuff to talk about. I can't talk about this because we're talking about this movie a little bit. Okay. So that's correct. You were watching some extras and whatnot, so we were just sort of fumbling around. So the date today is Saturday, June the second. Happy June, everybody! Welcome to June. It's a an amazing month. Not as good as July, but pretty good month. Are we lying on purpose? No, it's Saturday, June the second, two thousand and twelve. Um, this is hmm. after the show number two hundred and twenty-six. The movie we're going to be looking at this week is Young Adult. It's a Blu-ray release. 2011 movie, released on Blu-ray on the 13th of March 2012, so this is a late review, sorry about that. Uh, It's a rated R, and the tagline to the movie is, everyone gets old, not everybody grows up. It's from our friends at Paramount, and you... That's just a tagline for life. Yes. And you, Sid Talk, are going to give us the synopsis of Young Adult. I think that tagline says it all. A woman, I'm not going to say stuck in the past, but she is hanging on what she thinks of as the best years of her life. Not overtly, we don't really get that to later, but clinging to something that she thought made her happy and now going back to her hometown to maybe try to get that back. And she's a wretched human being (laughs) and it's relentless, really. And I can I totally identify, not by being this person, but by knowing people like this. So she's on a, I won't say journey, because that makes it sound a little more grand than it is, but she's grasping at straws. She's desperate and pitiful and doesn't, a bit know, doesn't know what she wants, except she thinks this is going to do something for her. So it's about that. And, it, you know, a lot of it's just about... It's young adult, but it's about being grown up, like facing it without, you know, you know, wallowing in your past or I don't know. That's it. So, <laughs> um, you can go first this week. What did you think of the movie Young Adult? Well, thanks. I really enjoyed it. I feel like the cast and some of the dialogue overrides anything else that might be a little bit pretentious to me or a little bit, you know, you know, they're looking for the market of people who like these snappy, sarcastic, blah, blah, blah. But I think that the cast and many moments of dialogue 
elevated for me to where I'm, I can accept the, in my mind, my eye, my eyes in my mind are rolling occasionally. Now, a lot of people... It's very entertaining. A lot of people criticize Diablo Cody, who's the writer of this movie, her dialogue, saying that it's not very realistic. Yeah, exactly. In fact, it just sounds like something that her and her friends say to each other, and nobody else in the world talks like that. I think she I did less. I think she did less of it in this yes. movie, though, because we did watch Jennifer's Body, which was full of that talk, and Juno's obviously full of that talk. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, that she calmed it down a little bit. It's like a woman, a grown woman, who's trying to be super extra too cool for school a lot of times. But what we found in the extras was she didn't write some of the moments of dialogue that I found the best. <laughs> yeah, interesting. So, well, that's just That is, is interesting, because right on the box, it's like written by Diablo Right, Cody, but she yeah. might come up with the story and whatnot, but that, when it comes down to it, either the director, producer, the actors might come up with a better line and serve the purpose better. So that might have been the lines that I liked the most. But yes, she can be very... You know, it's like... Cool, I, trying I like, to be cool. Yeah, too cool. And I like to think that someone writes a story because they want to tell a story, but I feel like any of her stories are about selling it, man. I want to sell it to the studio. I want to sell the movie to these people. I want to sell it to the audience. I want... See, but she, if that was the case, in my opinion, if, if that was the case, selling, 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 she, uh, her things are not super commercial. They're kind of... They kind of play to a different crowd, like than the average person. I disagree. Well, I, I well Jennifer's body probably not, but Juno it's not for everybody, and neither is this really. I mean, some people are gonna. No, I think it's super mainstream. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, unbelievably so. Particularly people our age, um, adults who just the whole our generation. It's see, just- I kind of hate. Hollywoodish romantic comedies and stuff, right? I, f- I find them really. For example, um, anything with Matthew Sweet McConaughey, Home Alabama. Or Sweet Home Alabama, anything like that. Yeah, it's it's super vanilla. It's um, very romantically unrealistic. It's all that. These are like the anti that, aren't they? That that's how I see them. Like the people who would love that fluffy stuff, and there are a huge amount of people who love that fluffy stuff. Would not like these movies. I disagree, but... I see them as two different markets. And I see this market for this movie, Young Adult, and, and, and it's like um, probably being as big as the market for those. It's just somebody's filling a gap I think it's totally it. crossover, because the women, the people, women who would like romantic comedy about a couple, oh, cutesy-cutesy, are totally going to get behind the married couple in this movie. And that this woman, while the focus isn't on their marriage, it's about a woman trying to disassemble that. I don't that. think some people could take the uh, kind of meanness of something like this as the kind of fluffy people. like Because the whirlwind in the middle of this movie, which comes in and breaks apart kind of all kinds of things. I disagree, because I think it makes them, they, not that they're going to be endeared to her, which is exactly right. You're supposed to be repelled by her, and I think people will totally identify with that. She's not someone that you identify with unless you're one of those people, and I know some of a couple of those people. I, I actually think, watching this movie, that there are people, obviously people, Absolutely. like her and way worse than her. Because um, she's not like an over-characteristic, uh, like, no. oh, let's make her the worst ever. Because this is worse than her that I've seen in real life. Um so I, I was thinking while I was watching it, the kind of person who is that person, and they watch this movie, 
not wa- not watch this movie because oh this is cool it might be like me because they won't be thinking that they'll be watching it and um, Jason Reitman the director said he likes his movies to like point a mirror at people and say yeah. when you're watching the movie oh that's a bit like me or just a little bit of it maybe but maybe a lot of it maybe I should look at myself I wonder how those people feel watching something like this do, does it even register Correct. or do they think wow she's so cool look at, the, look at her makeup you know what is it like how do they respond yeah like oh look she's tormented and interesting and gorgeous and I'm tormented and interesting and she's so and funny because she hates people and you know yeah do they look at it that way like that it's funny and cool or do they look at it oh shit I'm a horrible individual because I'm like her yeah, some yeah. well but you know because you know people like this. Absolutely. In fact, you know a specific person like this who we won't identify. No. Because <laughs> uh, they might listen or whatever. And she is worse than this woman. Yeah. Absolutely. This type of person. The self-absorbed level of these characters, which is what... what see, it does. I don't think a movie character, you have to identify with them as, oh, that's me. Mm-mm. It can be like, identify with that person and the way that person makes me feel. Yeah. That that character... Is absolutely disposable in this life. I we do not need her in our community. We do not need her. She's nothing out in the world. She's nothing to us. But in her mind, she is everything. Like she is this character. She downgrades herself, but only really to get people to say, "Oh no, 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 yeah. you're an author." No, and yeah, yeah, cool, you know, yeah. but you know, she's really nothing. I mean, in this movie, she's a. Uh, I was going to say successful writer, but it's not... <laughs> successful is a, a... She's a ghost writer for a popular right. series of books. So, uh, young adult books, as it happens. Um, which, you know, throughout the movie, I was interested in seeing her, how she draws her material. She just listens to teenagers mm-hmm. and kind of writes down exactly what they say. So it's kind of like... She's kind of like a, a chancer in that way. Yeah, anyway. she's not, like, there's she, nothing she's, to what she's no, doing. She's, yeah. It's not... There's no... Eth- substance from her she's just kind of regurgitating stuff which might be a metaphor for like Diablo Cody absolutely but um, what I really liked is uh, how when she the she, the story she comes back to her hometown after how many years probably 20 right so she immediately when she arrives there and it's not it's not said in the script but she looks down her nose on everybody like, mm-hmm. it, like it's just it's just you can tell, like, it's just the way she is. Like, I've made myself in this city, which is... Which city did she go to? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Like, I, I'm I'm more important than these people because I left, made a success of myself, and look at these people. What a shame for them. But they're the happy people. I'm raising my hand because I lived in a small town, and leaving the small town was the goal of my whole life. And I can completely identify with that portion. Well, you don't look down on the people who still live there. It depends on the people. Because they might, they might be happy they live there. You it, know? Dep- it doesn't matter. Right, but like it some- depends on the lifestyle, and that's with her. She doesn't see the difference no. between people who are just living their life, and that as a whole, she's like kicking dirt in their face. You know, like, oh, God, I'm so above you all. And yet we, we see she's nothing anyway. So it's no. a really interesting... And everyone in the town even looks at her like, not like only one person looks at her like, oh. Yeah, everyone else looks at her like, you were a bitch then, you're a bitch now, goodbye, we can live on without you. Not like, oh, look, it's the prom queen, everybody. Yeah. Oh, look, it's one, oh, she's come back to bless, grace us with her presence, you know, nothing like that. And I can completely identify. I mean, 
a billion percent, 110%, as Lou Ferrigno would say, yeah. with the concept of Is that uh, a bunch of hillbillies, yeah, a bunch of hillbillies, hick people you think in your mind, I've got to get away from it. And then as you get older, unlike what she's been able to, she hasn't been able to do this, you look at everyone individually. You go, collectively, I don't get it. I don't get living the way she thinks these people live. Ugh, little crappy bar. And every restaurant now is like a chain restaurant. And, oh, my God, look how many people are at Chili's on a Friday night. Yeah. What a bunch it's of like, losers. So, yeah. And yet, when they talk about it, it's like, oh, awesome. We got the new Chili's. It's pretty cool. And while you could, like, she looks down their nose at them, you can go, well, you know, that's... Every level, everybody has their own thing, but she can't see that. She's just like, what a bunch of idiots. And I like how everybody knows that, even her parents. And, uh, Absolutely. She just... Nobody supporting can fix ca- her, so they yeah. just... The supporting cast <laughs> in this movie is no short of genius, I think, in the way they react to this character. Everyone looks upon her, almost everyone, with a sort of... Okay, when are you leaving? <laughs> like, okay, you look gorgeous. Great. Um, how long are you going to be in town? Because we can't wait for you to leave. Apart from a, you know. Yeah, a couple of people. Yeah, um, yeah it's a, it's an interesting movie. I really liked it. I like these kind of movies, though. Mm-hmm. Just the, um, some people would say, nothing really happens in those movies. Those movies that you like, Ace Gully. Mm-hmm. You know. The ones that I'm going to mention in my recommendations and this one and things like this. Nothing really happens. Well, yeah, it does. Um, ca- on a character level, everything happens. Right? Very I mean, rich. Especially in this one. To me, very rich in things happening. Yeah. Mentally. And there's some awesome scenes in here. Yes. It's not... I don't think it's like a fantastic movie overall, but there are some scenes that make it really For good. For example? Um, some, of, some of the smaller scenes I really liked. Just the fact that she... When she's checking into the hotel at the beginning, yes, the girl behind the desk, the, that interaction, I thought, I thought it was really fantastic. Good. Um, and then there's a obviously this. I don't want to spoil the movie, mm. but there's a scene at a, ta- at a table at the end, which we will, um, yep, which you'll know when you see it. Uh, and obviously, the, the there's a major scene in this movie, the big scene on, on the lawn. Um, you know, I've always liked Charlize Theron, but she is pretty. She's pretty amazing. She's like, good. I mean, she really is. Like, she can pull off... I believe her. Absolutely. I don't know what kind of person she's like, but I believe that she's a bitch. That this, she's I mean, this, yes. Yeah, Absolutely. like, there's nothing... And, you know, she drinks a lot in there. So I felt that scene was the weakest, to be honest. I, I, could, I felt like it was just too... That wasn't the realness that they were trying to go for. I really Because that wouldn't it. happen. Well... No, it wouldn't. That's I mean, not how character. things... I know, but it wouldn't. So that was a little bit of a, like, stretch. I really me. liked the, um sexual scene as mm-hmm. we uh, might put it mm-hmm. um it's the, probably the only one in the movie I very predictable but it was but it was an in- interestingly yeah hap- it happened i didn't it was predictable yeah um but i actually found it hilarious a lot of the time like hilarious like i like i really like dark comedy that like Pokes at things and yeah, inappropriately. And it's, and it's like super, like, oh god, you shouldn't really say say that or whatever. I like that, and that it's full of that. This movie because he's a man with a, a crutch thing on his arm because he had a horrible thing happen to him younger, so he can't walk very good. And he's walking across the room. She goes, "Oh my god, can you walk any yeah. slower?" And she's not being funny and she's not being clever. She's meaning, "Oh exactly my god, that, yeah. can you walk any slower?" So I like that. And the way she just, I mean, there's just 
And the wheelchair cousin. Like, yeah. Every, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of horrible... Some people will say, oh my God, people, that's really horrible. But yeah, it's true. It's true. Yes. People are like that. And um, it's not... I don't think it's even exaggerated. I think people are worse than that in Absolutely. Real life. So yeah, I like that dark kind of humour. Not laughing at people who are crippled and stuff and things, but... I like that it's brought to light because people who are crippled, etc., hear shit like that all the time. Are we supposed to use crippled anymore? I don't know. Well, he, he said... He I'm did. Just say, I'm just yeah. using the words that he's... Um, people who are paralysed, etc., um, hear that shit all the time and develop a thick skin, some of them, I imagine, and it's just funny to them after a while that people are just assholes and, you know, they rise above it. Whereas some people, it really hurt them. But I imagine if you're in a situation like this, dude, you really have to get a thick skin and sure. just deal with it. Because everybody's going to give you shit all the time, aren't they? Especially the way that this guy's injuries Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I really liked it. Um, out of the other movies Diablo Cody's right, do you, do you think she's getting better? Do you think, what are they all? Um, the three that I mentioned, Jennifer's Body and uh, Juno and this one. I, f- I feel it's more mature, but there again, it's a young adult, right? Right. So it's got a childishness to it anyway, because the character's kind of stunted. But I feel that it feels a bit more mature, because Jennifer's body was, like I say, full of that weird dialogue that mm-hmm. everybody... And Juno was... If you went back and watched Juno now, I think it might grate on you a little bit, because it was full of it. Like, you know... They do it... She does it a little bit. Banter. Yeah, she mainly does it in here. I liked it in here that all the teenagers portrayed in this movie all talk exactly like I hear teenagers talking. That weird mm-hmm. going up at the end of the... Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Like going up at Everything's the end, a question. Yeah, like that. And it's all... It's, it seems fake. Like, But, you know, it's just we're so far removed from how teenagers talk to each other. Correct, unfortunately. Yeah. But, it's, but to a person who's like over 40 watching this movie... Teenagers come across exactly as they do in real life to me, so I like that. You know, because I hear teenagers talking and I think, the teenagers really talk like that, and it kind of irks me a little bit. It's like empty and yeah, seems like, like it. But then, I, then I, it, it irks me, and I'm like listening to teenagers in real life. Are you talking about the substance of what they're saying? Are you literally talking about the way they speak? I'm talking about all of it. Like, the substance and the, you know, oh, there's a boy and he's texting me, you know, but... I, I hear all that stuff and it and it kind of irks me I think oh god the kids they don't they don't really know anything but then I think I probably was exactly the same you know yes I didn't have a cell phone and stuff obviously but I probably still babbled loads of shit can you even imagine life with a cell phone as a teenager it would have been what kids have today life. and I'm not trying to sound like an old lady holy shit it's so it's like we're we are living in the future from when we lived in the past but I'm just saying all my life, I would, I would have never imagined that I could take a little box, black box, with me and watch TV shows everywhere I go. That would have been my, it was my dream to have, first of all, giant TV, right? Because there were no big TVs when I was growing up. And then to also be able to take the TV in the bathroom, take it outside, take it in the car, take it to class, take it to the garage with me when I have to wait for my car to get fixed, take it to the doc- doctor's office. Sound old. And now... I I can, and I just, I relish, I love it. Like, I really love it. So And kids, now it's just taken as, have a cell phone or whatever, that's just normal part of life. It hasn't changed life, has it? They're all still dramatic, and there's No, but it's normal part of life. If yeah. they couldn't tweet, and they couldn't... Uh, nah, they'd be all right. And they, 
No, what I'm saying, no, they probably wouldn't. Like, two, two teenagers now who've had a cell phone since they're 12 years old or whatever, and they've always had one, and they can talk to the mates and message people, and it's just it's just a part of their life now. It, like us, we didn't have any... I had a walkie-talkie when I was a kid. I, I had a set of walkie-talkies. <laughs> I had a friend, and I'd give one to him, and he lived, like, a few doors down. We used to speak to each other on walkie-talkies, and he couldn't barely hear each other, and, you know, it was a miracle. We'd be like, wow, we're talking to each other. It's cool, it's cool. Now it's insane, the amount of communication. You can literally have a video call going. And that was also like, oh my god, the Jetsons have video phones. Yeah. I mean, we're off topic here, but... <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's us sounding old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, when when parents, you know, our age, talk to their kids and they say, oh, when I was your age, we didn't even have a phone. We had yeah. to go to the... Oh, we didn't even have a cell phone. I always had a quarter in my pocket in case I had to call my mom to go to a payphone. Yeah, but kids would be like, what? Whatever. There were gross, <laughs> disgusting phones on the street corner that everybody yeah. could touch. There ain't, there ain't as many of those anymore, is there? Nope. They're just, I mean, there are in Very public few. places, but not as much as you used to see. So, yeah, off topic. So, yeah, I really liked it, this movie. I think she did a really good job. I think... Um, Shirley's the wrong. Yeah, and I think it was wrote pretty well, and I like the director, so... Um, it might be my favourite out of the three. Uh, so, let's move on to the cast. Charlize Theron plays Mavis Gray, uh, Mavis Gary, actually. Um, a stilted human being who will probably never fix, be know. fixed. It doesn't seem... She doesn't seem very fixable, did she? I don't think she's broken. She's just like everybody else, but she just can't stop feeling sorry for herself. And drinking, and she's self-destructive. Yeah, but that's just part of it, really. She hasn't destructed yet. No, she's self-destructive. I mean, she's, you know, we see, we see her kind of. I, I feel, and she also has a little dog who I really feel for in this movie <laughs> because the dog is left in the hotel room. Yes, for long periods of time. Sometimes I don't even know how long it has passed because when she comes by, it's there. It's not been fed it's the next day. Yeah, it's just, it's happy to see her. You know. It's the only thing in her life, I guess, that's constant, right? This dog. True. Is there for her, always. True. Maybe that's why she keeps it. I don't know. <laughs> but um, No, I think she has it because it's trendy. Yeah. Everything else about her is trendy. Yeah. yeah, everything about her is trendy. Everything. Her car, her music, the fact yeah. that she plays cassettes still in her car. I mean, fine, it's good and well for nostalgia, but she's doing it because... If you went to some wine bar with your snotty friend, you go, oh my god, guess what I was doing? I was like listening, totally listening to cassette in my car. Like, as if it's a novelty and not just what you do. Right. I Everything also, about her is trendy. Um, Patton Oswald uh, plays Matt Freehoff. Um, I've not seen him in that many things, but I really liked him. Yeah, he's really good. He's like... like it's an interesting character. That good balance. Playing. He did yeah. a good job. It's the only person who could really kind of get close to her in any way I think personally because he also is kind of broken right so mm. but he even sees what he even sees that she's yeah. terrible like he, exactly. he can even even see that but that scene in the woods where they're talking I thought it was really I, th- I thought he did a really good job I mean he's a comedian right mm-hmm. yeah um, and it's not a comedic thing this uh, his role is kind of serious yeah even though there are some funny lines that come out of it, but it's not. Yeah, I really liked him. Uh, Patrick Wilson, who's uh, I've we, we saw in Watchmen. Um, he was also the father in Orphan, wasn't he? I don't remember. I think so. Um, 
also really good in this. Yeah, he's I liked good. him in everything I've seen him in, and the first time I ever saw him was Watchmen, but since then I've been a fan of him. Um, it's an interesting role he has to play, like the... Uninterested love interest. Yeah, uninterested, yeah. It's kind of... Oblivious, a little bit, and... Yeah, like the, you know, like But the you fight find that it's, un- it's revealed, then there's more of a thing going on than you know, but it has nothing to do what she thinks. No. It's more of a, like, he's going, no, and then someone else is saying, come on, she's pitiful, and, you know. So that even adds something to the moments that you think back on. Oh, that was his motivation, which even if you reflect on yeah. it, makes even more sense. Yeah, because there were moments where I was like, hold on, is he not happy with his wife right, or whatever? But- he's just had a baby. Why is he coming to this? Yeah. But yeah, there's reasons behind it. Um, see, I, don't, I think that's a weird thing for people to think. If someone that you knew, a woman from your past, came and said, do you want to go to lunch with me? Or I wouldn't go drink? on my own with her. Why not? I would invite her to here her. to see her. Like, but why? Because, like, it seems... Do you have any desire it, to... No, but it seems a bit... Um, if that person's m- misreading it or whatever, and I just turn up on my own... Yeah, but what if it isn't that? That's what I'm saying. Why do people think if the man... Like, if I were to go have a drink with someone from my high school, who I've just known for 40 years, basically, like, who cares? I'm not going to fuck them, and that's not what it's for. It's like... A, it's not like... Right, but this is more of a... This is, but I'm just saying the perception is, obviously everybody says, why are you, you know, yeah. why are you having a drink with a married man? Well, why not? Like, I don't get it. But yeah, that's a whole separate issue. They also all know her. True. <laughs> oh, true. That's very true. And um, might know her motivations. Yeah, and they yeah, know yeah. that she probably blew, like, half of them in the woods and stuff. Oh, <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, maybe she has no... Yeah, I don't think that's a problem. It seemed like she didn't even know what was going on when she was in high school so much, did it? Um, So she probably did a lot of things that she didn't know about. Um, When she said, I came out here with a lot of guys, and the guy goes, I didn't know you were a slut, and she kind of underbrushed it. I think that's normal. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Which I can imagine people like that Absolutely. do feel that way, like because what are you talking about? I I always came out here with all the the football players. What what are you on about? Doesn't everybody? Yeah. In fact, we've seen, I think we've seen movies sure. that, that where there are characters like that. Um, Elizabeth Reza plays Beth Slade, who's the wife of Patrick Wilson. Hold on. Jennifer's body. There's woods behind the school. Juno. There's woods behind the school. It must be. Because when he's running in track, there's a big leak in Diablo or Cody trees. must. <laughs> Come from that. Yeah, that must yeah. be her high school. Um, so yeah, yeah, the woods behind the school in Jennifer's body. It's not, not very good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Elizabeth Reza plays Beth Slade, who's um, Patrick's, Patrick Wilson's wife. She's not in it a ton, but no, I like what, you, I like what she did. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty brief role, isn't it? But it is pivotal to the whole deal. And then I've put, I put down Colette Wolfe as Sandra Freehoff, and this is a really small role, but probably the best scene in the movie at the table. Which table? Oh, yes. Well, yeah. I disagree with the best scene in the movie, but good. Well, some of the best meaningful mm. what you might take away from this movie uh, and she's only a very small part in this movie but I think she did a fantastic job absolutely um, directed by Jason Reitman who is famous for directing Juno Thank You for Smoking which is an excellent movie you should see and Up in the Air with George Clooney which is I actually like that too not as much as a lot of people seem to but I thought it was pretty good dialogue wise mm-hmm. um, do you like him as a director Jason Reitman yeah I think he's pretty 
straightforward. I don't know what his impact is, so... They make a big deal about him on the box. You see that, like, mm-hmm. gold seal? That gold seal says, like... Juno and everything on it. By Jason Reitman, and, like, yeah, I'm trying to make a... We're trying to make a point that this is another movie by that guy. If you like these, you'd like that. But, um, I like his stuff, but, yeah, it's not... There's no stamp on it, no. to me, that says it's him. No, and the look of his movies are always very straightforward. Very. And this is a very... I like this, though, because this movie takes place in... If you live in America, you will recognize... It just looks like any city Absolutely. in America. Without the lighting that you don't like and the color filters. Without none of that. that. Yeah. It's like real life, really. Driving in cars, going to strip malls. It's the real... Going in supermarket, you know, real thing. I like that. That is one thing they captured really well. Because you're driving down a road, you're like, well, that just looks like driving down my road. Same thing. You know? So DVD or Blu-ray extras in this case for this movie. Um, there are a few mentioned on the back of the case. And there are actually more on the disc than I mentioned the back of the case, which is interesting. Why, why not put them all out there? Uh, so, first off, filmmaker's commentary. Excellent, because I love filmmakers' commentaries. <laughs> you do? Um, especially on this one. I think it'd be kind of cool. Uh, Misery Loves Company, The Making of Young Adult. It's a 17-minute making of it's not too much on the scene stuff it's more talking heads and it's producers who there was a couple of producers who were talking about marketing the product which was kind of off-putting but uh, Diablo Cody had a bit to say and uh, Jason Reitman did um, and Shelley's Theron it was actually pretty good but the producers kind of soured me a little bit because they were talking about oh there's a gap and there's a What's going to appeal to the market and, yeah. And when we're putting money forward, you know, we need to look at projects that are, we definitely, you know, need to be made and, you know. We're not naive. We understand that there's money involved, but they just suck the life out of things, really. Yeah, if I was a filmmaker, I wouldn't ever want to speak to producers. Nope. I would want, like, a blanket between me and them. (laughs) Somebody else deal with them and just leave me alone, like, you know. Give me the camera and my Because I think you'd stifle me a bit, and, and you'd be telling me what to do and what would be best, and I wouldn't like that. So, um, the, there's also the awful truth, de- deconstruct, deconstructing a scene, uh, where they go through a scene, um, and then there's deleted scenes, quite a few of them, and there's actually some good deleted scenes here. There's deleted scenes that I think could have been in the movie, like... And this wasn't cut for time, because it's, it's less than 90 minutes, so uh, I don't know why... The one where she goes to get the car from her mother, mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good scene, and mm-hmm. it could have been in the movie. It's a little too revealing, though. Yeah, possibly. I like, think keeping um, her plan... Well, keeping her plan to just one person, and not sort of... It needs to be more of a secret, I think. And then it says, and more. And the and more is an actual 45-minute, which is ridiculous that they wouldn't mention this, because yeah, really. it's one of the best extras on the disc. It's a 45-minute sit-down with Jason Reitman, like a behind-the-actor's-studio, inside-the-actor's-studio type thing, where he speaks for 45 minutes on the stage of a film um, college and uh, reveals about... He doesn't... He's not speaking, he's answering questions. I mean, uh, yeah, a question-and-answer thing with a lady from the New York Times. And it's 45 minutes, and that's where you're going to get the most insight. And why they would just put Anne Moore and not mention that yeah. is crazy, because like, that's part of the value for a movie like this. You know, if, you, uh, if you're talking mainstream people... If you're a fan true. of Jason Reitman, though, and they're trying to sell you on Jason Reitman's name on the front there, well, there's 45 minutes of him talking yeah. on here that they don't even mention. Unless it was... They didn't know they were going to get yeah. that feature until... Stuck it on. You know? So, um... Pretty good in terms of extras for a movie like this because they're generally really light and uh, it does have the commentary and 
a bunch of stuff. Do so. all of his? Uh, Jennifer's body had quite a bit. It did. Juno didn't have that much. Um, and what it did, they were kind of like light, you know. So, um, in conclusion, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a really, it's a pretty short film because <laughs> it is like ninety minutes. I like minutes. that. Yeah, for a for today situational kind of comedy sometimes. Um, I really liked it. I, th- I I think some people would be uncomfortable, but I think that's the idea. I guess they don't identify with that. Right. What's uncomfortable about it? Just the character. It's not. It's not something that everybody sees all the time. In fact, in fact, I've seen a lot of movies. Oh, we all see the character like this, but we don't. Not everybody wants. Well, to. I've seen a lot of movies with man-childs in them. In them, like I Love You, Brother, and where they portray men as not growing up. Due date. Yeah. The man-child movies, right? Pretty much. But I never see... What's the man-child movies? What are you talking about? Like, any movie that's about men who don't grow up, right? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Like, what's an example? Um, Dude, I love you? Those two, what you just said. And, right? and lots of them. There's lots of movies where it's about blokes who, like, you know, can't grow up, right? Um, but yeah, I never see it covered from the women's side of things. Like, they never show you a woman who can't grow up. That's why it's so in fact, uncomfortable. I can't think of any. Because they're not used to it. Like, right. it's more acceptable for a man to be selfish Yeah, because you see, you see, like, a I love you man or whatever. And him being disgusted with babies and, like, uh, well, then we go, well, he's a dude. And, yeah, well, it's okay for dudes not to, you know, get it. But when a woman does it, maybe that's what makes you feel so weird about it. Yeah. She's not endeared to the child. She's not... Gaga over marriage. She's not anything. She's no, that's why I kind of like, and I think that some people will be like, "Wow, I've not really seen this before," and it's kind of harsh, like because it, it's it's not yeah. what I expect from a woman, like looking at a child and saying, "Ooh, it's kind of." She says so much. Yeah, and she's talking about the. Somebody says, "Oh, is the baby cute?" Uh, um. And she's saying like, when she <laughs> like says nothing. In, when she says in the deleted scene about oh it says here that the baby's eight eight pounds four ounces uh, they weigh of, them in ounces the same as they do weed you know she's like yeah well, that was just a flippant thing that's what I like, mean though. that's kind of big isn't she's it she's flippant towards it isn't she like the yeah. whole what you think is so yeah I think it'd be uncomfortable for some people um, but there's a lot of hilarity in that darkness I agree so um, yeah. It's a young adult. It's available now. It's on Blu-rays, thanks thanks to Paramount. If you want to enter a contest, I've got a few running at the moment. Um, go to ascully.com. You can win a copy of a Double Bill Spaghetti Western from Mill Creek on Blu-ray. You get Fun. two Spaghetti Westerns on one disc. Um, you can also win... God, I'm, I'm Mill Creek. Are those the same people who put 50 movies on the on the? They are. You can also win 50 movies uh in a set, Dark Crimes is a um, 50 movie set, which is incredible. That's a good weekend marathoning of movies, I think. You can also win <laughs> The Jungle Bunch on DVD along with a portable DVD player, so go and look at that. And there's also a new one that I will be adding this week. I already added it. Man on a Ledge starring Sam Worthington on Blu-ray. You can win a copy of that. That's out this week and you will be able to win a copy. Just go to aceglory.com, click on the word contest. There's at least four or five contests running at the moment. Enter them all. It's not uh, complicated. USA entries only. Aww. Thank you. So, uh, next week's Blu-ray review will be John Carter nice. from Disney. So, 
I'm looking forward to that. I am. I like a big sci-fi epic, and John Carter's a big sci-fi epic, so yeah, I'll be interested in that. Um, new movie game? What's this movie game? Movie that game play? is Movie Memory 1, 2, 3. That means that you or I will say to the other, name three movies that have blah, blah, blah. You know, a, a plant is the bad guy, and then you have to, from your memory... Not with the Google. <laughs> Come up with three movies. You don't have to have had seen them. That's not part of the rule. And they can't... Some of the rules are sequels don't count, and today's movie also does not count. So today you are the one presenting me with the challenge. Don't look to your side, because all the answers are there. Okay. <laughs> um, movies, let's say five. No, it's movie memory one, two, three. three. Oh. oh, my God. <laughs> three, then. It makes it really easy. Three movies with high school as the main... The main theme. I've wrote down a bunch. Right. Um, Should be really easy. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Definitely. Is a definite high high school-y kind of movie. Uh, Breakfast Club, obviously. And, well, Jennifer's Body, which you've already talked about. But there's billions, I'm there sure. There are. I um, know. How about um, the one with the teacher as the alien thing? The faculty. The faculty. Uh, yeah. So I, at first it was going to be three movies with high school reunion as the mm. theme, but I was finding it hard to pull them myself. And then afterwards I did pull a few. Gross Point Blank was oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, Michelle and... Yep. I, what, Michelle yeah. and Raimi's high school reunion. And it's really hard to think of high school reunion ones. Well, that's the theme. Well, yeah. um, porno one. They yes, go to their class the reunion. girl next door. No. no. Something and somebody makes a porno. They oh, go to Zach their class reunion. Yeah. yeah, but not the main theme. Mm, true. Uh, and I'd put down these ones as high school themes. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Um, Karate Kid. Any right. of the Karate Kids. Sixteen Candles. Risky Business. Uh, mean Girls. Risky business, not so much. They're in high school, but yeah. they're not at the high school. No, it doesn't. So really. the high school isn't the theme of it. But I know what you're saying. They're in high school. Mean Girls definitely takes place. Definitely. In and uh, Ferris Bueller, which is definitely about high school. Absolutely. Uh, and but not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was an easy one for you this week. I, and I really wanted it to be high school reunion, but I couldn't think of three of them. <laughs> and I even looked it up and I couldn't find definitively where it's a were. theme, like a main yeah. part of it. So it's that Ren- Remy and Michelle. That one kept yeah. coming out. And. Um, Gross point blank. They're the mm-hmm. only two I could think. And people out there are going, yeah, there's this one and this yeah. one and this one. Um, so, movie recommendations for this week. I went with, like, just the vibe. Girl of, Next Door. Yeah. They're in high school, aren't they? Yeah. The vibe of young adult I just went with on mine and what, what they kind of made me feel and different movies that made me feel kind of that way. And uh, one is Sideways. It just has that, you know, brooding kind of, like, Messed up adults who are just, you know, not really... A little, a, a little bit pretentious because it's kind of up its own But thing. not behaving how they should. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, as you know, some hilarity ensues during that movie. Sure. And da- in a dark way. Uh, and my other one is Ghost Town, which um, hmm. I think is a fantastic movie. Way A lot of people have not seen this movie. It's like Scarlett Johansson's first... One is of it the, Ghost Town? Yeah. One of her... Ghost World. Ghost sorry. World, yeah. One of her first... Um, roles and I think a lot of people didn't see it you should see it Steve Buscemi is fantastic in it but it has that dark Ricky she's good 
often sometimes pretentious dialogue like Diablo Cody stuff, but it, it's really dark and uh, fascinating. So yeah, they're my two for this week. Ghost World and Sideways. And mine are... I forgot them already. Dun, da, da, da. Oh yeah, one of the ones that we only just watched like last year, but that I feel like has this sort of adult, not quite sure about life and whatnot, and it was Cedar Rapids. And I feel like it was just a fun, but a little bit serious, had that thing of... You know, you gotta grow up and not be. I don't know. I just felt like it actually, was good. Ju- due date falls in that too, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And my other one is quintessential the big chill, which is people. Well, there's a. It's not a class reunion, but they went to college together. Yeah. They all come together as adults after having known each other many years ago in college, and sort of the the aftermath of growing up and how some people cling to those romances from the past and all that stuff. So the big chill. I think if I watched it now, I would think, oh my god, how obnoxious is this movie? But at the time, I was obsessed with it, so... Have you not seen it recently? Not for probably is it, 20 is years. Is it due an anniversary on Blu-ray or something? Probably is, right? It's probably... How old is it? I have no idea. It might be one of those universal 100-year things that, that they keep putting out recently. I don't know. I just think Could of be. it on my own. I don't have an advertising thing in my mind. No, I'm just saying <laughs> it's probably going to crop up. Like, the, like I said to you, this year... Like, there's some movies that are coming on Blu-ray that are, like, our childhood movies, like oh, right. E.T. and Jaws, and stuff's cropping up right now. And Big Chill's a big one, right? Ferris Bueller's just come out. Um, so, yeah, you might get to see it, is what I'm saying. Even though you can probably see it whenever sure. you want. Um, yeah, so that's our recommendations for this week. Games and Ace Gully stuff. In the time-space continuum where we're doing this podcast, there's something, like, Because gonna, it isn't Saturday. There's it's something going to rise. So it just happens to be our schedule is this week. Um, I wouldn't have had many days to play any games, so I've been playing Diablo 3. Um, of course. Yeah. Interestingly, uh, Blizzard sent me a... Um, people's Diablo 3 accounts have been being hacked recently, so people have been... I don't know how, but they get your passwords. No, I don't want to shake that. That's they get your right. password somehow, and they go into um, right, your, into account, your account. account, and then they steal your... Tune, as they call it, whatever you want to call it. You're a, I don't call it a tune, but you're. What a, can you do with it, though? Well, if you stole my Diablo account, you get my copy of Diablo because it's a digital game, right? So if you don't have a copy of Diablo and you get into mine, you get to play it for free with all my stuff. How would you have downloaded it and been in the game to begin with? Well, you can download the client for the game without even buying it. They just have it on the website. You just grab it, and then once you've got it, then you pay for it. Right. Right, so if you've got a password to log in, then you can play it. I get it. So, also, I might have, I might have played the game so much I've got really expensive armor and stuff that actually is worth real money in the game. So you could get into my account and then transfer, bring another your guy into the, into my game. Oh, I get you. Stick all my armor on your guy and then leave me with nothing. And then just throw my account away if you wanted. You've got all my stuff, which you can then go on and sell to people. Oh, yeah. So there's reason to get accounts. Um, which is Obnoxious, isn't it? Yeah, but that's the reason they want them, right? So now you have this little device. So uh, Blizzard sent me this device. It's the um, Diablo 3. And it works on all Blizzard games, even though it says Diablo 3 on it. It's for all your Blizzard account, the entire thing. Uh, Starcraft, World of Warcraft, or Diablo. And it's a little key fob with a... Uh, when you press a button on it, a little number comes up, like a s- six-digit number. Right. Um, 
that allows you to log into your game. Now, whenever you press this button, every 30 seconds it's a different number. And after 30 seconds, the number's invalid. Wow. So when you go to log into Diablo, like I do, I type my normal password, and then it says, what's your authenticator number? I press Every the, time? Every time. Can if you, you want it to, if you want it or to. you can say just once a week. Every time would be preferable, though, wouldn't it? If Are you going to do it every time? Yeah, because I play, like, once a day, maybe. It's not really a big deal. And I'll just leave this on my keyboard. So you press the button, a little number comes up, it asks you for the number, you type the number in, you're in. It's just a six-digit number anyway, it's not really a big deal. Um, and then if somebody steals your account or tries to log in with your password, if they don't have this, there's no way of getting in even with your password. Okay. So it's an extra layer of security. Um, it just came in the mail. I've not ordered this or mm-hmm. I don't know why. I asked a few friends and they have not got this. I don't know if it's because they've... I don't know. But anyway, you. I went to um, Blizzard.com and you can buy this. Right. It costs $6.50 on their website with free shipping. Now, I didn't buy it. Did anyone send it to you for review or anything? There's nothing in the ba- bag. It was just this and the instruction card. And it said from Blizzard. With your... Right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, it didn't even have ascoli.com. It just had my name. So. Does it come when you... Did you order off something special? Like... Steam or Was it a pre-order whatever. Pre-order bonus with the. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know why I got it, but it's a good idea if you don't want to get hacking. I have Starcraft and all that, so it just keeps you. So, so if you don't get one for free, you can buy them from their website. Six dollars and fifty cents. Um, it's not really a ridiculous price. Free shipping. If it saves your account, yeah, it's probably worth grabbing one. And it's kind of cool. It has the art of Diablo, and they have different ones. They have a World of Warcraft one and a Starcraft one, so you can have the art written on it is different. So um, that's that. Played a little demo this week on the Vita uh, yesterday. Um, you've actually seen this, so you mm-hmm. can comment a little bit. It's called uh, Gravity Rush. It's a game from Japan that was called Gravity Days in Japan. D-A-Z-E. Um, and it's a Vita exclusive game. And I think it looks fantastic. It's a story of a girl, she's called Cat, who finds a magical cat <laughs> that enables her to bend gravity, would you say? Mm. Like, change mm. how gravity works, like on command? No, just defy gravity, really. Yeah, and the style of the game, the graphics, are, I re- they speak to me in a way, I don't know why. <laughs> you, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's something about that art style. It's not common, either. I, I don't feel like I've seen a lot of games that look like that. It's hard to explain. Is it like a comic, or what? Like an anime, of. maybe? Not the action part, but when you come to the screens of the dialogue. Then. And the animation on her is really smooth and like a, a, a dress kind of flows behind her. It, look, it looks really good. Um, I'm actually going to get this one. Um, it comes out in a couple of weeks. Um, a little thing like that, like you mentioning the dress flowing. Now, to some people, it's like, so what? But I remember when you got whatever version of Tomb Raider that came out, and it was the first time ever anybody's hair had yeah, moved. Yeah. away from their body. It wasn't just like sort of Solid. a flat drawing like part of her neck and her back that her hair was actually a separate ponytail from her body and it was like a big deal. And in a Resident Evil game for the first time ever some curtains were blowing yeah. away from the wall. I spent five like, minutes oh my just God. walking up against them to see what happened. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so to say well the, other, the dress really flows well that's a big deal. Cause yeah and this game looks... I'm, I'm intrigued to see what the story is like. Uh, I mean, the demo gives you... Oof, it's really brief, right? It's um, like yeah. literally, literally like five minutes of the game. The beginning of the game, obviously. It seemed longer. Well, I think I was 
messing around trying to kill the big baddie that they throw in there. But I mean, it's very small. And there's, you know, collecting orbs like in Crackdown. Uh, you know, the collecting orbs thing in Crackdown, where you collect orb style stuff in this. It's an open world, which you don't really get from the demo, but you can go anywhere you want. It's this big world. And you run across the rooftops and collect things. I love that kind of gameplay. So there's that, and there's missions, and there's this whole overarching story, which looks really cool. Um, so yeah, and Vita's not had very good games, to be honest. There's not been anything really out on it since it came out. This looks like the first interesting-looking game that I want to play on it, you know? So yeah, that's Gravity Rush, and it's out on the 12th of June, just after E3. And speaking of E3, it's E3 this week. If you're listening to this on Monday, which you probably will be, um, it's E3 today, uh, all week. See, it's good for you now that I work days, because in the past, a couple of E3s in a row, I was away for the whole week, so you could just sort of wallow in it every minute of every day, and now that I'm at work for 12 hours during the day, you can just wallow in it again. Which I will be Every at. second of every day, I, you've got many devices, you can have all kinds of video flowing. For the first time this year, um, ever, uh, Microsoft are doing their whole press conference on Xbox Live, so you just have to turn your Xbox 360 on and they're doing the whole thing streaming in high def. They've never done that before. It's really obvious. They usually just put um, highlights up at the end of the day, but this is going to be live. Now, that sounds amazing and everything. Let's hope it works. Yes. Because Microsoft have promised shit before and then the stream just goes to crap because too many people are watching it. Hopefully, they've invested enough money that that works. Because it'd be perfect to just switch it on and watch it on the TV. Um, Sony's conference is on Tuesday and Nintendo's is also on Tuesday. There'll be lots of stuff for me to talk about next week. All the new games for the fall will be announced. Maybe some new consoles. Who knows? Um, So yeah, that's E3 coming up. You reckon new consoles? Who knows? Who knows? There'll definitely be the Wii U, which is a new console, right? We'll be able to see the Wii U finally. See the games for it. Wii! and see what it can do and it's going to be out this fall so um, we'll finally get to see what it's going to be like we saw it last year at E3 but it was just tech demo it wasn't even the finished hardware yeah. we didn't really see what it was like so yeah we'll see that this this week I can't wait actually I love E3 week there's so many surprises <laughs> you always like it so many surprises it's just there's so much to talk about so I'll talk about that next week so expect the games and A-School stuff to last at least three hours next week oh, great um, I think I'll check out so, now uh, you will be in for the full duration. Mm. So, Sidtar, what's for dinner? Tonight for dinner will be orzo with beans, some tomato sauce, homemade, and some roasted Brussels sprouts. Um, potentially another... Oh, some salad, maybe. I've got some other elements I can put in there, but that just sounds really good to me, and that's what's going to be. And then for dessert, we'll, of course, have the skinny cow... Ice cream cone. Well, they're not just ice cream cones. They're like um, waffle cone with the caramel and the chocolate down the bottom. And They're pretty good. They're very good. And for... I just wanted to say real quick that I would recommend if you're looking on YouTube for, you know, videos of people talking about or doing cooking with, you know, plant-based diet or vegan, vegetarian, whatever, or if you're interested in tofu or any, you know, recipes like that, the Tofu Guru... She's very fun. She's got pretty well produced, very well edited. The music a little loud, so you might want to turn the volume down when she's doing it. But she's got some really good recipes. So the Tofu Guru, all one word on YouTube. And also this, Sparkling Wine. What was it called? Barefoot is the brand. Yeah, it's, it's got a, like a little pair of feet on the bottom. Yeah, Moscata 
Moscato sparkling champagne from California. Now, I've had barefoot wine, but this is actually really nice, sweet. I don't like wine, but I tasted it, and I knew for a fact that you would like that, because mm-hmm. it's your kind of sweet. After a couple glasses of, of this, things, I'll be ready for a nap. Yeah, you, it makes you go to sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and my advice, um, it's kind of like, it's one of these things that annoys the shit out of me in life with people. And it sounds really cruel, and I can identify with our character from the movie with this particular thing about my personality. That some people might not understand why someone like me would say to everyone, Stop fucking apologizing all the time. Do you even understand? And I don't know who's listening to this. There's no one close to me very specific that I'm thinking of. So don't be like, oh, God, she's talking to me. I just mean in general. There are people that I know, close and distant and, you know, different levels of relationships and associations. Every other freaking word out of their mouth is, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, I apologize for that. Oh, I am so sorry about that. Oh, sorry. 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 Oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Do you even realize, I'm telling you now, I'm giving you definitively, I'm going to be the bitch here if you think that. Do you understand how empty that is? It means absolutely nothing to anyone. It is, it's like you absolutely don't mean it. It is a habit. You are, first of all, like degrading yourself to the point of where you think every single fucking movement you make you need to apologize for. Oh, I'm stepping two inches in front of someone coming toward me with a grocery card. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Is it filling your mind with this constant apologizing? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's meaningless. If you were to say to me, oh, sorry about that. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And then if you did actually do something, step on my toe or bump into my car or, you know, I don't know, say something that you actually truly felt apologetic for and then you said, oh, I'm really sorry about that. It means nothing to me. Because you say it every five minutes. Right. Now, I'm not trying to throw cold water on somebody's little delusion about themselves, but being a constantly apologizing to people is unappealing. It means it's weakness. It is like showing yourself, and it's not a weakness to be a nice person, but apologizing all the time is not being a nice person. You're being a non-person. Because it's almost as if you're apologizing for existing, and I don't identify with that. So just stop freaking apologizing all the time. Mean it when you say it. Find another way to expel that little bit of energy. And think about it. Why am I sorry? Because I... Okay, one of the things. Like in the grocery store, you're coming around the corner and someone else is coming around the corner and you're six or seven feet apart. I mean, it's not even like you're close to each other. And one person stops dead in their tracks. Oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, excuse me. There was never any, like, there's no crash impending. It wasn't like you're going to bump into each other. Nothing. But you instantly put yourself in a position of, like, apologizing for even existing in that moment. And I don't get it. It's so, it just makes me want to be, like, ram my cart into you and be like, now I'm sorry. I apologize for ramming my cart into you. I don't know. It's just one of those things that keeps growing in me. I thought it would mellow with age. But it's not. It's just getting worse and worse. And yes, I do apologize 
for things. And I can assure you, when I say to somebody, oh, I'm sorry about that, there is no doubt in their mind that I mean it because it's rare and it's meaningful. Because I will tiptoe around the word I'm sorry until I know I mean it or it's meaningful to that person. So it's my advice. Just stop apologizing all that. <laughs> it's exhausting. That's how I feel like people must feel in their minds. Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Like it's do. chaotic in there. All right. So thanks for listening to the uh, show. And I'm so sorry for taking up so much of your time. Thank no, you. No, not really. <laughs> uh, I want to remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sidsort.com. I can't read the rest of the thing for some reason. So, you already know them by heart. Jesus. You, you can um, catch... <laughs> As if you don't know them. I, I, well, you can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can. I only read off the. I'm, I told you I am Ron Burgundy. I only ah. read what's wrote on the teleprompt. Good to know. Next week you might find a surprise there. So um, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, Zoom Marketplace for this podcast. The RSS feed. Just go to basically.com, Click on the word podcast. Or the iTunes Music Store if you've got an iPhone or one of those newfangled gadgets. You can catch the uh, old school. Old school. Um, you can email me at ascully at ascully.com. That's A-S-C-U-L-L-Y. And don't email Sid Talk. That's at C-I-D. <laughs> no. Um, so, and yeah. Don't email me and tell me how sorry you are for apologizing all the time. E- email and tell you sorry. Um, and In fact, I'd rather you step on my toe and not apologize to me. Nice. It's better that I think you're a jerk than to think you're nothing. So, um, stay classy, uh, miss. Is she a miss or a missus? Sherry's their own? I don't know. I don't know either. So let's, call her a, let's call her a miss. Miss. Miss Charlie's their own. Because um, you love her. Coming up in Pr- Prometheus, which I'm excited about. And Cinderella, or whatever it's called. Correct. That so, looks um, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm going to say, as I always do, think for yourself. Don't let other people do it for you, because they probably already are.